Welcome to the Art of Communicating Data Show, where every episode we try to improve how you communicate data, whether it's through data visualizations, reports, or presentations. I'm your host, Hannah, a geographer turned data professional and an introvert who loves public speaking. Let's get started. I am really excited to announce that I have started a free community for data professionals like yourself to learn and grow in your career together. It's a place where you can get support with any challenges you're facing and celebrate any wins. I'll also be sharing more tips and resources to help you grow in your soft skills in this group. I'll share a link for you to join the group in the podcast episode details. I am just really excited to welcome you into this free group and I hope to see you inside. At the time I'm recording this episode, it's pie season in the United States, so I thought an appropriate topic for today's episode can be on pie charts. Specifically, when and how to use pie charts correctly. In this episode, I'll start off by talking about the benefits of using pie charts as well as the downsides. Then I'll talk about alternatives to pie charts that you could use instead. Finally, I'll end with some tips on how to use pie charts if, despite everything you hear today, you feel like you still must use a pie or donut chart. And that's the other thing I want to quickly mention before we jump into the episode, is that what I say about pie charts is also usually applicable to donut charts as well, because donut charts are essentially pie charts with a big hole inside of them. Let's start with the benefits of using a pie chart. The most apparent benefit that makes it stand out from its alternatives, which I'll share later in the episode, is that everyone who looks at a pie chart pretty much knows that they are looking at a part-to-hold relationship. That's basically what a pie chart is universally known for. Maybe it has to do with how many of us learned math, specifically fractions. A lot of our teachers use pies as an example for us to understand these kind of concepts. It's also a chart that is usually built into many data viz softwares. It doesn't require any sort of hacks to make, like some more unique ones that I'll talk about in a bit. Finally, for some reason, humans really like circular shapes, so pie charts seem appealing for people to use. Circles usually symbolize unity, perfection, and infinity, so maybe that's why we like circular things. If you want to learn more about our attraction to circles, there's a book by Manuel Lima called The Book of Circles, which may be of interest to you. Now let's discuss the downsides of using pie charts, and there are many. First, humans are not really good at comparing the size of slices or discerning the size of slices other than a slice that is representing 0%, 25%, which would be a quarter of a pie, 50%, which is obviously going to be half of the whole pie chart, and 100%. Other percentages than these are not as easy for us to discern accurately in a pie chart. We'll actually be able to do a better job with identifying these on a different chart, like a bar chart. This leads me to my next downside, and that is it can be hard to compare parts within a pie chart, like slices within the same pie, as well as between other charts, including two or more pie charts. I know not everyone is an Edward Tufte fan, but I have to share this quote from his book, The Visual Display of Quantitative Information. He says, the only worse design than a pie chart is several of them. For then the viewer is asked to compare quantities located in spatial disarray, both within and between pies. So to summarize, 
You shouldn't use a pie chart if the data you're trying to visualize has a lot of categories or has similar percentages or numbers between the different categories because it'll make it hard to compare. The data doesn't add up to a whole. It just makes no sense to have it in a pie chart. It actually can be very misleading if your data doesn't add up to 100% or a whole. Or if accurate comparison between slices within the same or different charts is important, I wouldn't use a pie chart for that. If I've convinced you to be careful about using pie charts, you may be wondering what are some good alternatives. So here are some suggestions. For showing part-to-whole relationships, you can start simply by having a sorted bar chart. So it's basically a bar chart that has been sorted by the size of the bars. That way it's easier for your viewers to know which bars are bigger than the others. You could also use a stacked bar chart to better show a part-to-whole relationship, particularly a 100% stacked bar chart, which means each of the stack of the bar chart is a percentage and they all add up to 100%. These two types of charts, a regular bar chart and a stacked bar, are usually built into most database software, so you can easily make them with a click of a button. Other alternatives are more unique and may not be easy to make right out of the box in your DataViz tool. One is called the waffle chart. That's one of my favorites. It's basically a square grid, not a rectangle, but a square grid that is usually 10 by 10. These are pretty good for showing part to whole relationships, but not all DataViz tools let you quickly make these. So that can be the downside. Sometimes you have to get creative. And what I do is I search on YouTube for a tutorial on how to make waffle charts in blah, blah, blah tool. Now, when can you use pie charts? You can use pie charts if you don't have more than two to five slices. Anything more than that, it'll become really hard to distinguish between the slices. And also you can use a pie chart if one slice is significantly bigger than the other slices. And that's what you want to do. You want to highlight that big slice or that significantly small slice within your visualization, if that's the purpose or the main message that you want to illustrate, then you can use a pie chart for that. If you decided to use a pie chart, here's what I recommend you do. Start the first slice at 12 o'clock or at the top of the circle. This makes it easier to discern the size of slices, particularly the first one. Our eyes can divide up the pie like a clock and it'll just make it a little bit easier for your viewers. Then I would also order the slices from the biggest to the smallest or the smallest to the biggest. Again, do it in whatever order, depending on what you want to emphasize. If you, for instance, want to emphasize the really small slice, you can start with that. If you want to emphasize the biggest slice, you can start with that one. And then I would also avoid using legends as it will cause your viewers to go back and forth between the chart and the legend and just make it harder to interpret your pie chart. So instead try to label directly on the slices. Finally, don't try to distort or make your pie chart 3D. That will make it even harder to accurately discern the values of the slices when you do that. So just avoid doing that. I know some softwares like Excel just make it too easy <laughs> to do this, which is a bad thing. So that's all I wanted to cover for today. Again, I strongly urge you to explore other chart types to visualize part to whole relationships or whatever you're trying to do with your pie chart. There usually is a better chart to do that. But if you must use a pie chart, please use the recommendations that I've mentioned in this episode. And if you're interested in learning more about why we should or shouldn't use a pie chart, 
you could read this article by Stephen Few called Save the Pies for Dessert. I'll link it in the show notes. I hope this was helpful. If you have other ideas or questions you want me to cover in the podcast or you just want me to answer for you, you can reach me at Hana, that's H-A-N-A at trending-analytics.com. Alrighty, that's all for today. Thanks for listening to The Art of Communicating Data. Please subscribe so you never miss out on any brand new episodes. And give us some love by dropping a five-star rating and a written review as it helps other data practitioners find us. And please share with a friend and show them how to subscribe. Thanks for listening and here's to improving your data communication.